The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853-317-893-2853 or you can schedule an appointment online greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com that's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about a brain hack. <laughs> How can you start to retrain your subconscious? I think this is really interesting. Um, I've been I've been trying to figure out a little bit more how to get my brain to work um, with me <laughs> instead of against me. And so I've been looking into something called the reticular activating system. So the reticular activation system, also known as your RAS. And so this is a part of your brain that is a bit of the filter. And so we've been working recently about how to filter out um, some good things. So I'm like, how do I figure out with all these kids and business and life, like how do I make it so my brain filters out the bad things and in the really good? And so I have gone through some brain hacks recently. So I want to share with you um, more about the RAS system, but then more specifically, some actionable steps. So if you have a goal, or if you have a desire, I want to help you meet it. And we're going to work on resetting the brain. So before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. For today's Health in the News... Popular OTC medicine for colds and allergies don't work, the FDA panel says. So phenylephedrine, which is a popular ingredient in many of the over-the-counter allergy and cold medications, is ineffective in tablet form. An independent advisory committee to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration agreed this past week. So phenylephrine is the main ingredient in products used like Benadryl Allergy Plus Congestion, Sudafed PE, and Vicks Sinex. The ingredient is considered safe, but that was not for debate. But many doctors have questioned phenylephedrine's effectiveness for years. These products generated nearly 1.8 
billion, billion dollars in sales last year alone. According to data from the FDA that was presented to the Non-Prescription Drug Advisory Committee this past week during the committee's two-day meeting. The committee voted no on a specific question. Do the current scientific data that were presented support the monograph dosage of orally administrated phenylephrine is effective as a nasal decongestant? The vote was unanimous among its 16 members, and the committee agreed that the issue doesn't need to be studied any further. We really should not have products on the market that are not effective, said committee member uh, Dr. Diana Ginsberg from the University of Texas at College, uh, Austin College of Pharmacy. The FDA told the committee it would take its advice into consideration. <laughs> How funny. You're like, hi, we have this committee and it was voted unanimous that we should take this off the shelf because it literally doesn't work. And the FDA is like, thanks so much for that information. (laughs) Although it did not give a timeline. If the agency decides to reclassify phenylephrine from generally recognized as safe and effective, stakeholders, mm -mm -mm, money, 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 would have the opportunity to comment on the proposed change and to provide any additional data. During that process, companies would still be allowed to market products with phenylephrine. But if the FDA agrees with the committee, companies may be required to remove products from the store shelves or reformulate them. The agency approved that for over-the-counter use in the 1970s, but it became even more common in 2005 when legislation restricted the access of OTC drugs that use a similar decongestant called pseudoephedrine. Pseudoephedrine um, was relatively problem. It was effective, but it was problematic um, for like cardiovascular related, Alzheimer's dementia. So in 2007, the FDA committee looked at the science available at the time and came to a different conclusion, agreeing that phenylephrine, quote, may be effective, but also called for more research. Studies since then, including three large clinical trials, showed that the administered ingredient is not effective as a decongestant. I was actually reading some of the research about this, and they said even an oral dosage four times, four times what is recommended on the package still did not um, warrant reduction in symptoms. I thought it was kind of easy. Um, they were talking about how phenylephrine works by temporarily reducing the swelling of the blood vessels in the nasal passage. So a respiratory infection or allergies prompt the body to send white blood cells to the nose, throat, and sinuses, leading to swelling in the nasal membrane and the creation of mucus. Decongestants constrict the blood flow of the sinuses and nose reduce the swelling and helping fluid drain. In pill form, phenylephrine gets absorbed in the guts and is metabolized so well that it, that only a tiny bit actually makes it into the bloodstream where it's needed to then reach the nose. This is according to the citizen's petition that asked the FDA to pull the drug from store shelves. They talk about in the vote that the tablets were essentially a waste of money and the over-the-counter medication um, can't help people with cold and allergies. They said it's amazing the amount of dollars being spent on something that has really no efficacy. <laughs> like It's not efficient at all, but we're spending all of this money. I wonder why. And you're like, because it's 
it's it's bringing in 1.8 billion dollars every single year <laughs> um so they talk about uh, change in phenylephedrine's destination could be costly to the manufacturers um, the association said Tuesday that it was disappointed that the committee's decision and encouraged the FDA before it makes any regulatory changes to, quote, be mindful of the totality of evidence supporting this long-standing OTC ingredient, as well as significantly negative unattended consequences associated with potential change of the oral PE's regulatory status. So they're basically like, heads up, this could really affect a lot of people. Not like, hi, we should keep it on because it's so effective, right? Like they said, hey, um, just be mindful of its significant negative unintended consequences. Like, what happens if these big companies stop making $1.8 billion every year on something that's not effective? Um, they basically said if it's no longer available, other OTCs, including nasal spray antihistamines, nasal corticosteroids, which like nasal, nasal steroids is not the best, nasal saline products, which are wonderful. Um, but I, I think this is one where it's like, hey – what is going on, right? We always talk about at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, how our inevitable causes get to get down to the root cause. Like that, that's our goal is to get to the root cause. And you say, hey, I have a cold or allergies. And it's like, oh my gosh, God has given you this innate intelligence. And this innate intelligence is going to do these wonderful things in your body. Number one, it is going to bring more white blood cells there. It's going to like all of these different things. And you're like, that's literally when we talked a couple of weeks ago about acute inflammation and the benefits of acute inflammation, like the swelling in the nasal membrane and the creation of mucus is a body's defense mechanism. It sends white blood cells to the nose because it's trying to get rid, nose, throat, and sinuses. It's trying to get rid of these like pathogenic foreign invaders. And we're like, we should give it something. And you're like, right, is it uncomfortable? Yes. Are allergies uncomfortable? Yes. Are colds uncomfortable? Yes. But there is a reason why allergies, WebMD definition, is your body's immune response to a harmless chemical or substance, right? Like your body's attacking something acutely. So why is it that we're not addressing or embracing all of this really great acute symptoms that we have? And we're like, oh, no, let's give it this. Oh, and by the way... You know, one of the reasons why they took the other one is because it was causing all of these cardiovascular. Um, but they even said with um, like pseudoephedrine is the one that increases blood pressure, um, squeezes the heart. Even so, with um, phenylephrine, there's, there's less that causes from there. But regarding its effectiveness, they're saying, hey, it's not as detrimental, but also it's less detrimental, but it offers minimal symptom improvement. So we're like, so it actually um, may be safer for those individuals not to take it in terms of the ones that suffer from high blood pressure or heart disease. Um, but then there's always that scapegoat. They're like, we should do more research. We should do more research. Well, they did more research. The advocate group did more research. And what they found was that the... Um, the damage, like the the worthlessness, should I say, doesn't necessarily outweigh the chemicals, right? You're putting chemicals in your body and that's what it is. Phenylephrine is a chemical and they're saying it doesn't do anything. So this big committee met and was like, hey, this isn't doing anything. And the FDA is like, well, we'll, we'll see. You know, we just want to want to make sure there's no there's not too many unintended consequences, right? Like 
don't bite the hand that feeds you for the people who are paying for all this stuff. Like what happens if $1.8 billion in revenue each year gets depleted? Like goodness gracious, heaven forbid. It's just crazy. It's crazy to think about the back end when they're like, hi, this does nothing. And they're like, we're not going to make any quick decisions. And you're like, no, all of the research says it. It reminds me of when um, for the longest time, triclosan was an antibacterial hand soap and body soap. And they're like, hey, this causes hormone disruption. And they're like, yes, but it kills bacteria. And then all of these independent researchers said, actually, just regular soap and water kills bacteria more than the triclosan does. But by the way, triclosan has a massive impact negatively on your hormones. And we're like lathering it up in our kids' hands and on our bodies. And we're like, no bacteria. And so when I first started, you know, this radio show 11 years ago, I'm like, quit using triclosan. It's not safe. It's not effective and all this stuff. Then three years later, they're like, oh, man, it does cause a ton of hormone disruption. And really, if you just wash your hands with regular soap and water for the same amount of time, it does a better job. And so they had like two or three years to pull triclosan. So whenever you look at an antibacterial soap now um, that was made in the last like three or four years, you should not see triclosan. They banned it. And I feel like this is probably just the other one that's coming on through it. So coming down the pipe, <laughs> buyers beware. So you're like, hi, we have a natural antihistamine. Or you just kind of look at how do you support your body's immune system? So when you have these colds, you know that it stings for a couple of days, but it's not the end of the world. And you have a stronger immune system on the other side. So just looking for causation and natural solutions. So when we come back, have you ever made a decision to buy a car and when you drive home, all you see is that car? That is part of your brain and we're going to talk about how to retrain it for good next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. I figured most of you guys, why I was laughing when I was saying my name, I'm. people probably wonder, why is this chiropractor talking about brains? And you're like, because your central nervous system controls everything. But most importantly, when we talk about our five essentials that we have at our office, spine and nervous system is one, right? That's what comprises and makes up and helps form and control every cell, organ, and tissue in your body. We look at nutrition, detoxification, oxygen, and lean muscle. But we also address Max Mind. If you have ever been around someone and you're like, oh my goodness, you're exhausting to be around because you feel like all they do is see the negative, right? 
every situation, it's something that is negative. And you're like, well, that's that's not really ideal. <laughs> but they've actually set their brain that way. They've literally set their brain that way. And it's hard to own that if you are the person whose brain is that way. And you're like, gosh, everything just stinks. I knew I wasn't going to get a parking spot up front. Oh my gosh, that's full price. I knew I wasn't going to. I can't believe my brother always gets the this. And that always happens to me. I always get spilled on when we're like a, you literally like this is your viewpoint. Like this is what you see. This is what your brain is filtering out. It literally is filtering out all of the good stuff that's happening to you and allowing your focus to be on the negative. And that's the difference of like resetting your subconscious and going through. Like you can actually reset your brain. So that's what I want to talk to you about is like how do we reset our brains? So one of the other ways that I see it, and this happens often, like if you're a mom, I feel like you'll kind of see this a little bit more. If you're trying to get pregnant or if you are pregnant, that's what you see, right? Like all of these, oh my gosh, I walked into the store. I saw four pregnant women. They're probably always there. You just paid attention more this time. Or like all the babies. Or if you decide to buy a car, right? I have uh, three littler kids and we are in sports and we have friends. And so I don't know if you know what that means, but that means... The vehicle that accommodates my family the most is what some like to call a minivan. I like to call it a crossover because that's what it was. I don't know if it still is, but what I own is a crossover that looks and resembles mostly a minivan. Right. So, but that's where I am at life. And for some of you, you are thinking like, ew, that's really gross. I can't believe she's talking about her sweet minivan. Um, but like, what if you are the person who is always thinking about the like sports car? or the Tesla, or, right? Like, when you actually, the Hummer, the whatever, BMW. And I see this a lot with cars. When you make that mental decision, you see them everywhere. Or if you choose, like, a unique color for your car, for example. But then all of a sudden, you start seeing that color on all of these cars, and you think, oh, well, maybe this isn't as unique as I thought. They really are everywhere, and the true statement of that is that they were likely there the whole entire time. The difference now being that you have set your brain, you have started to retrain your reticular activation system to be able to see that. It's so when we look at what your reticular activation system is, so it's a bundle of nerves that sits in your brain stem. Its job is to regulate behavioral arousal, consciousness, motivation, so what that means is that your RAS, again, your reticular activating system, your RAS is able to control what incoming information, like that stimulus that you're aware of, so that you'll be motivated to behave in a certain way. It is your brain's filtration. So it's like your guard. It's what sits between your brain and your senses. So you have sight, hearing, touch, but your brain has to filter it out. And it filters what gets through that information and what information doesn't. So you, everything that happens around you. Why do you have this system? It is literally a survival mechanism. <laughs> For example, imagine uh, you're about to get attacked by a tiger. And that's the only information that your brain needs at that point, right? Like run and run for your life. 
It doesn't need to know what color the grass is or what kind of flowers or how fresh the air smells, what songs playing on the background. All of that is irrelevant. Your focus is on that one thing. And so that is your reticular activating system. And so here's what's really interesting about that is that you can actually train your brain to be able to, to figure out what it filters in into what it doesn't. Okay, so how how does it do that? So there's a couple different things. Now innately, your brain has four different things that it automatically um, allows through that filter. Number one are the sounds of your name. Right, that's one where you can call your name in a crowd full of a hundred people, and you would hear it. Something that's threatening. If there's a threatening sound, no matter what, that's one of those ones that goes past through. You'll hear it. thought this one was kind of interesting. If your partner is interested in sex. Interesting. Some people's RAS might need to work a little bit better than others. And then the last one is whatever your reticular activation system deems important. Now, this is the one we have a little bit more control over. But let me give you an example, especially moms who have new babies. They actually did a research study, which was kind of interesting. And they looked at an adult couple who lived um, by planes. So planes taking off, landing, relatively loud, they slept through it just fine. But then when they had a baby, somehow that baby would just shift or rustle in the other room and that individual would hear it. So from a decibel standpoint, exponentially lower, but could hear it. Why? Because that RAS system was on. It was firing. So this is one where we have to evaluate, like, how do we have, do we have the ability to train our RAS? that reticular activating system? And the answer to that is yes. And there are three actionable steps that allow us to train our brain on what we see. Now, I think before we get into how we train it, number one aspect is evaluating what we're trying to train it on. There has to be goals. And that might, oh, here's another, okay, so here's another really great example of our RAS system. Do you ever just like get annoyed with someone and you're just like always annoyed with that person? It doesn't matter what they do. Like they sniffle, that's annoying. They breathe heavy, that's annoying. They chew, that's annoying. They swallow, that's annoying. The way they walk, kind of annoying. Their hair, the way it sits, that's annoying. What, like you've razzed that person out. Like you have your RAS on. And so many times I see this in like marriages or in the workplace or with teams or individuals where you have this like raz always going and you're like, listen, number one, you have to wipe the slate clean. Every time you walk past, imagine like a, a, like a window, like a see-through window, like you've written things on that window with marker. You need to go and you need to erase that, Right. When we want to see through that window is we want to see goals. And it, sometimes that's not with people. Sometimes that might be with your career. Hey, I really want to see myself get a promotion by this date. Hey, I'm in sales and management and I want to reach this amount. I have a quota. I want to spend this or that. Like we have the ability to focus on that, to set those goals. We have to be able to set clear, defined goals. In life, we need to know what we want. 
And again, that could be a lot of different. And, and that's the hard part is that I can't give it to you. They have to be simple. They have to be measurable. They have to be attainable. They have to be realistic. Um, and they have to be um, trackable. Right? You have to be able to measure all of those things. It's considered a smart, smart goal. So I want you to think about what you have in front of you now that you are actively working on. So then that way, when we're like, hi, we really want to unlock the power of our, our subconscious mind. How do we do that? Now, when you clearly define what you want, there's a couple things that get in the way. And one of them is our choices. We have this paradox of choice. What does that mean? When we have this paradox of choice, literally what it means is that we feel like there are freedom and options. Two shirts versus 10 shirts versus 100 shirts. Two shirts versus 10 dressings versus 150 salad dressings. Do you know like the average supermarket grocery store has over 100 different types of salad dressings? 100. Think about how many different types of ranch you can have. You know, it's overwhelming. And we have felt all along that we need more choices. We, we have to have more choices. And there's freedom that comes with choice. Though the problem with that is that they're finding that there's this paradox, this problem that comes with choice. And one of those problems is it produces paralysis rather than liberation. There are so many choices. People find it hard to choose through it all. So uh, I'll give you a more dramatic example. There was a study that was done of investments in voluntary retirement plans. So um, a gentleman got access to investment records from Vanguard. So like a gigantic mutual fund company of about a million employees in about 2,000 different workplaces. And what they found is that for every 10 mutual funds an employer offered, the rate of participation went down 2%. So if you offered 50, there were 10% fewer employees participate than if you only offered five. Why? Because with 50 funds to choose from, it's so hard to decide which funds to choose that you'd rather put it off until tomorrow and then tomorrow and then tomorrow and then tomorrow and of course, tomorrow never comes. And so they would literally lose out on thousands of dollars because they were paralyzed by the amount of choices that they had. The secondary, well, and here's another aspect, right? When we talk about choices, you go and watch your kid play a game, basketball game, soccer game, football game, and you sit there and you have your cell phone on you. You have a lot of different choices you could make, right? Um, there's a call that you just missed. Should you shut off your cell phone? Should you respond to the email? Should you start drafting that letter? Do you need to finish up that correspondence? Um, so even if the answer is no, it's certainly going to make the experience of that game very much different than it would have been. So everywhere we look, big things, small things, material things, lifestyle things, life is a matter of choice. And the world that we used to live in looked to where 
there was only a couple different. And so we kind of have to evaluate, are the option of choice really one that moves the needle? If you go car shopping and you're not really sure, maybe you want a Jeep, maybe you want a minivan, maybe you want a Tesla, you're not going to see all of those things. When you make that decision, when you mentally commit to this is the car that you want, you buy it, you've decided, you've made that decision, that's when you start seeing it. Not when you're still muddling around trying to figure out what you want to do. The secondary aspects that we see in terms of um, the paradox of choice is that it's what economics call opportunity costs. Our value of things depends on what we compare them to. So when there are a lot of alternatives to consider, it's easy to imagine the attractive features of alternatives that you may reject that might make you less satisfied with the alternative that you might have chosen. So what that means is that um, if we manage to overcome the paralysis and we actually make that decision, we end up less satisfied with the results of the choices than we would have been had we had fewer options to choose from. And there are reasons for this, right? Um, If you buy one salad dressing and it's not perfect, and I mean, what salad dressing really is, but it's easy to imagine what it could have been had you made different choices that would have been better. And what happens is this imagined alternative induces you to regret the decision you made. And this regret subtracts from the satisfaction you get out of the decision you made, even if it was a good decision. Paradox of choice. And so when we want to start retraining our brain, resetting, really dealing with and addressing the power of your subconscious mind, we have to make a decision and we have to be firm in that decision. So albeit cars, right? Just an easy analogy. But I want to see what that's like. Um, Here's another aspect when you make that decision for your health. I'm done having high blood pressure, being obese, having unregulated blood sugars, I'm done with that aspect. Then you start to see, oh gosh, I didn't realize there was a healthy salad at this restaurant. Hey, I didn't realize that those organic bananas were only 10 cents less or 10 cents more than the conventional. Hey, I didn't realize meal prepping was really as easy. And you start to see and filter all of these abilities. But there has to be a focus. So when we come back, we're going to talk about actionable steps to help train the power of your subconscious mind. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Wasn't a while catch myself. Once in a while I ask myself, what am I doing? Once in a while I need your help. But once in a while I feel like, ooh, I just want to Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853. 
317-893-2853. Greenwood Family Chiropractic.com. That's Greenwood Family Chiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about your reticular activating activation system. What is that? That's your RAS. That's your brain. So the best way I can describe it, because, (laughs) you know, you really can change the way that your brain functions. And so if someone tells you you can't, they probably are not as educated about the brain as you would think. Now, what, what is your reticular activation system? It's basically your brain's filter. It's a guard that sits between your brain and your senses. So it's, it's responsible for filtering what information gets through and what doesn't. There are, you know, if you drive home on the way to work, there are hundreds of different things around you, but you're not always like, oh, here, like, here's a great example. I have driven to the office, right? I drive to the office. I take about the same path every single day. I looked over the other day. My husband was driving, so I had a little bit more time to just like look around. There is a full apartment complex that is already built that I have noticed zero times. First time ever. I mean, it had to have been built for oh, nine months, maybe. <laughs> like, for nine months, I have driven past this building multiple times. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, well, there's that. Hmm. Right? But like, that is just one of those ones like my brain's like that's not really that important like just filter it out and so again your reticular activating system has your selective attention it's involved in allowing us to focus on specific stimuli while filtering out irrelevant information um it also acts a gate gatekeeper for sensory input So without this, we would be bombarded with every sensory signal, making it hard to focus on important information. So there's a couple ways that you can actually retrain. Number one is that you have to set a very, if you're like, hi, I want to be able to, oh, okay, well, we'll talk about action steps. Um, But you have a goal, like, hey, in the office, I want to see so many patients or I want to reach a goal at work or I want to obtain something in my marriage or I would like a goal with my kids and you put that focus on it filters out all of the other things and it opens up these doors you have to clearly define what you want and we talked a little bit about the damage of um, that having too many choices And not clearly defining what you want produces paralysis more than liberation. And opportunity costs. If you have 10 different opportunities, this is the problem with dating websites. I luckily enough met my husband not on a dating website. Right as dating websites started to like really pick up steam and momentum. But that I feel like is one of the problems. Opportunity cost. Oh, I've had five girls that liked my page. And you go on a date with one and you're like, I liked her, nothing wrong with her, but I have four others and now I'm disappointed and I don't know if I'm actually satisfied with this one because I have four others that I didn't choose. Opportunity costs. The value of things depend on what we compare them to. So you have to take out 
the ability of choice. The second one that I see is that you have to focus on clarifying your vision or desire. <laughs> now, this is kind of funny. Um, how do you do this? Work. What does that work look like? Vision boards? Listen, here's what's kind of crazy is that I always thought um, vision boards were garbage, <laughs> like a waste of time, which is kind of crazy. But like literally this is how you start training your brain. You see it. That's on your vision. Um, have you ever had something where I had a friend who passed and um, she passed young. She passed young. She said, when you see me, right? And this is not like reincarnation. Um, but she was like dragonflies. Like I'll, and then for like after she passed months and months and months, I saw all of these dragonflies like everywhere. And it's one where, are there more dragonflies or is it one that your um, reticular activation system has filtered that out? Or if you have like a diagnosis, right? A loved one gets diagnosed with, um, a mental process, right? Alzheimer's dementia. And then you'll see drugs and commercials and individuals who are walking around or are in like, here it is. And like, that is part of your reticular activating system. But you have to when you're like, hey, you know, obviously, Alzheimer's and dementia is not a positive thing. But if you have a goal, and you've clearly defined what you wanted, you have to focus on it in full, vivid, sensory details. So we have to give some of that sensory, sensory, touch, smell, sight, sound, taste. It's like a picture or a movie in your mind. And so vision boards, affirmation, you know, <laughs> and again, this sounds so bad, but being in like more of a scientific based place, you know, and you're like, visualize it, visualize it. And I'm like, what sort of trash is this? <laughs> but that is literally one when you're like, how do people always see the positive? How are people always not bogged down? How do people are like, yes, this is a goal that I'm going to meet. And then you watch them actively meet it or the doors that open or the brain. Like this is ways that you can set your subconscious to start changing that. But I think the, the question is like, what are you allowing in that's not part of what you've defined and what your vision is? And so this is one that it has to be on repeat. You've understand, you understand what your reticular activation system is. We understand that you have to clearly define what you want, but you also have to have a focused vision or desire. And it has to be a, a constant. Repeat, 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 repeat. That is how you reprogram it. How do you get someone who always sees the negative, who always says, oh, I, you know, I'm, it's, I'm always the victim. I'm always this, I'm that. Um, when you have that continually going at your brain, your brain filters out those things. It filters out where it's not seeing the good. It is always filtering and focusing on the bad. Your subconscious, your intentions, your vision, and your goals are what set that. And so we have to repeat and repeat. And that's why they don't say, hey, make a vision board and put it on your, um, in your basement 
that you only go down to make sure it's not flooded every couple months, right? Or, you know, it's so great. You know, my kids are in school now. And on their first day of school, we put affirmations. I am a hard worker. I can do hard things. I succeed after struggle, right? Like, um, and we read it to them. Granted, first grade, success and those things are harder words. But like, I live like God. Those are ones that he can read. And those are the ones that we affirm. That's the vision. That's the goal. That's the desire. And we do it again. And we do it again. And we do it again. And then all of a sudden, what we start seeing is we're like, oh, hey, yeah, I want to get this neon pink um, car. And you're like, oh, there's one. There's one. There's a lot of neon pink cars. Or you say, hey, I'm, um, I want to get more clients for whatever your firm is, accounting, marketing. And all of a sudden you set those sites and you're like, oh, there's one. That could be a client. This is a door that opened. And you see all of these aspects. Goodness gracious, eating healthy so hard. And you start reading more. And you start seeing more. You start listening more. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that there was such thing as like sugar, sugar-free this, but like healthy sugar-free, not the toxic, toxic chemical sugar-free. Or like, oh my gosh, I didn't know they made that gluten-free snacker. Oh, hey, that recipe is really easy and you keep coming upon it and you do this thing and you're like, gosh, meeting my health goals isn't as hard. We're doing a great job. All of it. And so it's what wonderful things happen all because you change your brain, but you have to do it. You can't just think that it's going to happen to you. If you're not actively working towards it, then we sit back, we fail. This is, I'm just victim, the reticular activating system reset that Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic talked about didn't really work. Like there are functions of your brain, consciousness, attention, sensation, all of those things can be navigated. And what amazing things that you have the ability to do with the knowledge you now have. It's just whether or not you choose to take action. So actionable steps is number one. If you feel like you're just behind, you're not meeting goals in life, what you need to do is you need to sit down and actually set what they look like. Clearly define what you want. You need to take out all other options. There should be only one way. You have high blood pressure, there is only one way, right? Diet and exercise. You have depending on how high it is, listen to your doctor, right? But like I want to lose weight. I want to be healthier. Then there's one way to do it right? There's not all of these other ways. Find someone. And if you don't know, if you're like, I would love to know how to eat healthier or exercise. Like that's literally what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. It's not like we tell you what you do. We just have the ways to clearly define and is where you're navigating through the internet and you have a search and they say, hey, just want to let you know that this came up with, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if um, Google still does this, but Remember how you'd search for something and it was like, we came up with 1,250,000 different answers in 1.4 seconds. And you're like, oh, that's a lot of, lot of different choices really quick. And you're like, no, mm-mm. here's the choices on how to do it. Here is how you execute it. And when you have someone alongside of you to help set that vision and how to be that person, that's where you start to see those changes being made. 
But the question is, how come you're not, number one, setting inevitably what those visions are? But then number two, having someone alongside of you, if you don't know how to make a vision board, if you don't know how to set those goals, if you don't know those actionable steps, it's inevitably what our goal is at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. The one thing that I will leave you with is something that is very simple and easy. It's a little bit harder to explain over the radio because you're not going to be able to see it, but we call it Waitaba. What you think about, you bring about. W-I-T-A-Y-B-A. What you think about, you bring about. So put those things, put those goals in your line of sight. And if there is something that falls outside of there, you have an accountability partner. Why table? What you think about is what you bring about. Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it goal seeking? Is it goal diverting? Is this life giving or is it life sucking? Like look at those things. Why table? What you think about is what you bring about. What you think about, you bring about. That is part of how you retrain your brain and realizing the power of your subconscious mind. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on.